0: I mean, unless you do something wild and I feel like it's genuine and you really, really tried to turn this thing around, I I, I don't care enough to support your platform. And, you know, I have so many other options. So, like, why do I need to do this? Except (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. If I'm being perfectly honest, they are really, really toxic. But I really love the spicy deluxe chicken sandwiches and I'm having a hard time with that. So just pray for me.
1: Welcome back to I'm the Villain. Today we have a really interesting topic. I feel like it's very relevant. It's basically always relevant now because people are getting canceled like every day. But we're going to be talking about cancel culture with Carlin Crawley. Carlin, do you want to tell us whatever you think would be, you know, useful for the audience to know about you?
0: Uh, Well, my name is Carlin Crawley. I am based in Washington, D.C., raised in Maryland. I am creator of the Femtourage, which is a gang of bad bitches on the road less traveled. Um, I am a hot girl who loves Sodom. Um, I have Megan knees. I don't know what else we should. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, um, of all the intros we've had, has been like just by far the best intro. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> a hot girl that loves Sodom. I am a hot boy that loves Sodom.
0: Oh, do you wear the rompers, though?
2: I was really, really, really flirting with the idea of getting a romp him.
0: Flirt again. <laughs> I love those little rompers.
2: <laughs> but if you, if you check my Instagram, there are definitely, like, back from when the hot person summer was in full swing, there are definitely a couple of <laughs> photographs that I think attest to that. <laughs> so, Carmen's going to be talking with us today about cancel culture, and I am really excited to get into that conversation. So, what do you, when you th- like what do you, how would you define cancel or call out culture i'm interested to see like your definition and then i can talk about what i feel like it is
0: so well my qualification for someone being (laughs) (laughs) my idea of call out culture or cancel culture is deciding not to contribute to a platform that works against your best interest
2: okay and how does that apply to like a person so, so, if we're canceling somebody, I don't how do you think interact? You with
0: can that? like cancel your cousins, but <laughs> okay. if it's a public figure that actually has a platform, so now we're talking about our Kim Ye's. we're talking about you know Will Smith, we're talking about not that we should cancel Will Smith, he's a delight, <laughs> but we're talking about people like that who actually have an influential platform that they can use. To influence the culture, influence the economy, influence the country in any way. Right. Or just influence the masses, I guess. Those are the people that are, I don't know, up for for cancellation.
2: Okay. So when someone gets canceled, Mm -hmm. for you, does that just look like not engaging with their media or whatever their product is?
0: So here's the thing, because this is a capitalist country. For sure. So... It's the haves and the haves nots that make our economy go. If you have, that means you have the power to influence. You have the power to actually make large, sweeping changes. Right. Look at um, Kim Kardashian West. She's in the White House actually influencing policy. Yeah,
2: like getting people out of jail and all getting that. Getting
0: people out of jail, and she's a reality show star is able, she, that door is open for her because she built a platform. Right. So if I contribute financially to your platform, that means I'm investing in your ideas. So if you just wake up one day and you say, I want to get people out of jail, fantastic. Go for it. I'll continue giving you my money. Mm-hmm. But if you wake up one day and you say, blue lives matter, that's not in my interest because, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to see additional people being murdered by police. Sure. You know?
2: so I these are my like complicated feelings about cancel culture Okay, I do feel like people should be held accountable for like dumb shit that they they do but I don't like sort of the like reaching out arms of cancel culture where we're like digging into people's tweets from 10 years ago you know or Mm. where um, yeah I guess that's like that or like someone did something like you know, 10 or 15 years ago when they were a kid and, like, they, like, were dumb and they, you know, seemed to give, like, a somewhat sincere apology and we kind of, like, hold it over their heads forever. But also, that part of me is fighting with, like, the people should be held accountable for what they do, you know? Right. Um, and it's, so, yeah, what do you think? So, I guess I want to get your opinions on that. Like, how do you feel about the, like, dig up tweet culture into that we're in? the archives
0: yeah. and the depths of yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of depends, For me. Mm -hmm. If you are still acting within the pattern,
2: right? mm,
0: I don't feel bad for you. (laughs) If people dug up your tweets and it pretty much establishes a long-standing pattern of like toxic behavior, sure. And your personality is trash. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad. Now, when we talk about the president, right? Sure. And People dug into his tweets from thirty years ago. What Twitter didn't exist thirty years ago, but you get yeah. the point. Um, but it connects to his current behavior. Mm-hmm. It's kind of legit.
2: Yeah, it's relevant
0: now. If we now, I think there was like an incident where like Cardi B said dark women, dark skin women look like dogs. We haven't seen any current evidence that she still feels like right. dark-skinned okay. women look like dogs. So I'm like, I mean, I don't care. I don't, I don't really have that many feelings about it. But, again, it goes back to what you said about holding people accountable. And they need to be held accountable if they're bringing their past ideals into the future. I, I want to believe that people evolve, though. Mm-hmm. And if you evolve or if you're actively trying to do better and to think better and to learn more and to grow... I don't think that we should, as a culture, continue canceling people for that.
1: Yeah. Well, that I think maybe is that I always just use cancel culture and call out culture interchangeably, but I guess it sounds like based on your definition, which is that like the person has to have some kind of influence in a platform, that that might be the distinction. But I'm I'm curious if you feel that that is like whether that's the right assumption. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like call out culture could apply
0: like to a normal person? I, I think it could, but like, what would it do? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, so, all right. So if we're talking about cancel culture, technically that's more like boycotting or, you know, refraining from, but if you're just not inviting your cousin to Thanksgiving dinner, I don't think that that is effective at all. Like it does absolutely nothing. So when we're talking about individuals who don't have a platform, You know, we're talking about people in your inner circle that you could potentially, I think you're losing out on opportunities to help them grow and to share your thoughts. Now, I mean, some people may not be open to that yet, but I don't, I don't, and maybe you have to distance yourself, but I don't think you just cut them off.
2: Right. It seems like if the person's within reach, you should just talk to them (laughs) instead of canceling them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I saw this, um, this meme the other day and it basically said the, like, some of y'all think you're canceling people but in actuality you are just losing out on the opportunity to like grow emotionally and learn how to effectively communicate and i think that's absolutely right just because you say something to me that i don't agree with doesn't mean that you know i you know block you on everything delete your number I don't think that means that. I just think it means that, you know, you have these healthy debates and these conversations within your inner circle and try to work through it. And if they don't agree, love them anyway.
2: Sure. Um, Are you privy to uh, what happened with Kevin Hart and the, was it like the Grammys or the Emmys? It was some award show. Yeah. Um, Isabel, I'll I'll tell the story. And for any of the listeners that may have not um, seen this in the media. So essentially, like, on Kevin Hart's first televised special, and you can correct me if you hear me retell anything that's wrong because I might <laughs> um, <laughs> he or on his like on one of his earlier biggest bigger specials, he made a joke about like if his son was gay, he would love him, but he would also like try to stop it right and that came out you know ten twelve years ago. The climate was really different, but also super problematic um and then around the same time he released i feel like a tweet that was like to the same effect mm-hmm. um and when he was chosen to host one of these big award shows i think it was the oscars i could be wrong one of them one of, them. One of the bigger <laughs> award shows um twitter dove in those archives found the tweet resurfaced it and um and sort of refired up this this issue that i had already he had he felt like he had already dealt with mm-hmm. at some point in the past he had already released tweets a couple you know of years prior uh to the incident like apologizing for what he said being mean like yeah you know it was a different climate whatever and so when the whatever the award show contacted him to say like yo we need you to issue another apology to you know the lgbt community He felt like he was tired. He, he, from his perspective, he was like, "I'm tired of answering for the same thing."
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Like, cancel culture is not doing what it's supposed to do. Like, I, um, you've all, you all, you all have already called me out. I've already atoned for the sins. I've already changed my material, and I try to stay away from those things. I don't want to have to apologize for this anymore, and so. Instead of apologizing, he just quit. He didn't host the show. and uh, Which was trash. So you think that was trash? A little bit. So talk to me about why you feel that way.
0: I, because, I mean, all he had to say was exactly what you just said. Right. Even if, he did, even if he didn't say the words, I'm sorry, again. Right. Talk about or just summarize for people who aren't familiar with your past already the steps that you've taken to kind of, you know, change your ideas and change your material and not use your platform to promote that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just, just explain that. I think what people miss sometimes is that situation was wrapped up in ego. That was his ego period. And he had this huge opportunity and not that he needs it because he's Kevin Hart and, I mean, his career is gonna he's gonna be fine. His bag is fine. It's secured. Yes. But his at the family same time, will eat for the rest his of his life. His family is gonna be his grandchildren are rich <laughs> in advance. His great grandchildren are rich in advance. He's fine. So he doesn't need it. But um that that was a missed opportunity to mm-hmm. me. You could have been on that stage, and even by the statement that you issued saying you know, hey, like I've reformed. You could have motivated somebody else to do the same thing, and you blew that off because your ego couldn't support, you know, making a statement.
2: Yeah, I think that. I think that I I also agree with you on that. It's like because I, I I thought about this a lot. And I'm like, well, Kevin like has talked about this before, but then again, you know, it it just isn't hard to say you're sorry for something, Um yeah. even if you've said it before. Like it's not complicated. And then I saw a clip from... Are you familiar with the actress uh, Jamila Jamil? She's on the, the show The Good Place. Um, I'm
0: familiar with The Good Place, but I don't...
2: She plays Tahani, Tahari, Tahari? Tahani? I don't okay, know. Okay,
0: maybe I'm not that familiar with
2: yeah. The Place. Um, But she is... She's, like, very public with her... She just has a lot of, like, public, forward-facing opinions. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was on a, a late-night show recently, and someone asked her the host asked her, yo, like there's this incident of this like fan correcting you on a thing. You know, do you, how do you, do you enjoy when fans sort of educate you on this? Or how do you, how do you take that kind of thing? And I think that the way that she handled it was exactly the way that Kevin Hart should have handled it. Mm. She was like, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I've been like blessed with this really influential position. And when I say something that's wrong, I... I uh, think it's important that I get corrected and that and that I address it publicly. So no, I, I don't get mad at that at all. You know?
0: Yeah, I think Lizzo had a similar incident, and she she like said something that was toxic. Someone called her out on it, and she was like, "I had no idea," and she she apologized, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like, and then and then you move on.
2: Yeah. My biggest critique on cancel culture is that I think that we have to and i don't know how i'm saying we as if like you know we like are some collective force but really it's just like a lot of people acting individually but i think that if you're going to take like a really strong public stance against something that um it should be clear what somebody has to do in order to atone for their sins we so there's a lot of sort of like notoriety that comes with like canceling somebody but i think that if I guess I'm a believer in sort of like second chances and rehabilitation or whatever. Um, and if somebody appears to be like changing their ways, then we should not pat them on the back for it, but be like, yo, good job. Like, keep doing that. What, is, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on second chances in general for, for stars that misuse their platform, whatever?
0: That's a hard one because, you know, I'm technically a Christian. I don't go to church much and I drink a lot, but (laughs) I'm still a Christian. And, you know, we believe in grace. We believe in redemption. We believe in, you know, second chances and, you know, giving people that opportunity to correct themselves, which is fine. If you do something ratchet like do I want your whole life to be thrown in the trash? <laughs> you know, do do I want you living in poverty? No, I I don't want that. But I am not contributing to your platform. Mm-hmm. But is that I'm is that going indefinitely to for you? Are you working against my best interest?
2: Is that indefinitely for you? Like there's nothing that that person can can do anymore?
0: I don't think that. I mean, I think it gets, I think some of it is a little bit overbaked. I think sometimes people just take it too far. Um, And I'm like, you know, you guys could just relax and care a little bit less. But um, at the end of the day, I I mean, unless you do something wild and I feel like it's genuine and you really, really tried to turn this thing around I I don't care enough to support your platform. And, you know, I have so many other options. So, like, why do I need to do this? Except (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. If I'm being perfectly honest, they are really, really toxic. But I really love the spicy deluxe chicken sandwiches, and I'm having a hard time with that. So just pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that, for me, that is my biggest issue with it as
1: well. It's just a, like this notion that people are these static beings and every single time you make a mistake, that's on your record forever. Right. Right? And you can't, like, do anything about it and that's just who you are now. Yeah. Like, if you say a racist thing, you're now a racist forever. You can never come back. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that... Well, what's what's interesting to me is I feel like the biggest... um, You know proponents of cancel culture are people on the left right Mm -hmm. and to me it seems like so at odds with a lot of the like the same like leftist kind of ideals around like prison reform and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that is actually literally people getting convicted of crimes as opposed to like you know maybe like saying something wrong or committing some kind of faux pas or whatever that's like a much more serious level right right and I do think that a lot of people on the left are very pro trying to give people second chances and help people reform partially just because we have too many people incarcerated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but also because I was listening the other day to this really interesting podcast on the Tim Ferriss show by the guest was Kat Hoke. Mm-hmm. And she's this woman who, um, she has this program called the deny, uh, program and it's a, company that basically invests in inmates right for when they come out of jail because often they can't get jobs right right and her her mentality around it is imagine if you were known for the entire rest of your life basically as the worst thing that you've ever done right even if the worst thing you've ever done is just lie right right from now on everyone just calls you a liar and that's who you are that's indelibly like stamped into your identity and I feel like that that kind of mentality is a little bit like what goes on within cancel culture. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I think we need to get to the point where we cancel toxic behavior and not cancel people. I think that'll probably put us in a better place because I, I feel what she's saying about you being labeled for one mistake that you've made. Here's where it gets tricky. When that one mistake you made publicly is really just a symptom of how you feel and think and move all the time in your private life when the cameras are not rolling Mm -hmm. and now you've just been exposed it's like okay well how do we handle that because it just takes me to the point fine I don't hate you I disagree with you but I'm not going to support whatever you're Mm -hmm. doing
2: it seems like your version of cancel culture is almost like a a responsible cancel culture it's like (laughs) you're like Everything someone does is, like, a data point as to how they really are. And if it seems like you're, like, a shitty person, then, like, I'm not fucking with you.
0: Right. Exactly. That's (laughs) exactly what it is. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the status that your life is in is a summation of your choices. And that's the same thing with your reputation. It's a symptom. It's a result of your choices. How have you treated people? How have you made people feel? Have you led with love? Have you been kind? Have you been racist? Have you been, you know, homophobic? Have you been mm-hmm. unkind? People pick up on that. And once you put all the puzzle pieces together, it was like, poof, you're racist because you've done 50, <laughs> 56 racist things and only one of them went public.
2: Yeah. I think,
0: I think it's okay to cancel you. So. Well, your behavior. I'm really behavior.
2: interested in getting your opinion on this. So it seems like a ton of white people in the late 90s and early 2000s did blackface. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So many. It seems
2: like so many of them did blackface, and all of the pictures are coming out. I feel like the most notable one recently was Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Are you, you're savvy on like all those pictures coming out? Yeah. And he is one like a little problematic just in general as a politician. Um, Specifically around like there's one incident where he like suppressed and fired someone from his cabinet, like the only like indigenous woman on his cabinet mm-hmm. to support like a company that was trying to do some i think some drilling and some on some land or whatever right, but Justin did this you know maybe like fifteen to twenty years ago comes out articulate p- apology, yo. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. I'm fucking with black folks. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: You know, I'm I'm standing with y'all. And most of his policies do seem to agree with that. Where do you stand on that?
0: You know, that's tricky because, you know, Justin was my boyfriend for a long time. (laughs) I didn't feel like, you know, I would be living in my truth if I stayed with him after this incident. So, no, I'm joking. (laughs) But, you know, he, again, it goes back to the sum of all your behavior. I, it's hard because when it comes to the whole blackface thing or things that were considered normal in the past, can I expect every single person who's now a public figure to have been revolutionary in their time? Can I expect Justin to be the one person to come out and say, hey guys, blackface is wrong, Black, back in the time where everybody thought it was, it was funny. And it was okay. And they didn't see the issue in it. So that that one is a little bit difficult. And honestly, like you painting your face, it's offensive. It's annoying. As long as you get it now, I'm good with it. Where it gets a little more dicey though is when we start talking about like sexual assault and Me Too and people who have done toxic things in their past and are still on the boys will be boys wave and they have a position of influence right now bro. You gotta go.
1: Well, the thing that is, I think, different in the case of, like, a politician is that, like, a, you know, a comedian or any other public figure, like, they can make jokes, but they don't have power over things that are, like, I think policy is a really different level, right? Like, if you vote Justin Trudeau out of office for this, like, blackface incident, he's now unable to make all the other progressive policies he would have made, right? And, like, you know, you know, Kevin Hart is, doesn't have that kind of influence. Mm. You don't think so? See,
0: well, see, it goes back to the whole Kim K and the White House thing. Mm-hmm. Because now you have this platform. People believe in you. They follow you. And not to say that I think anybody should get canceled for blackface, unless they're trying to, like, justify their blackface. Like, I don't say, you know, if they're still trying to go to Halloween parties, in, you know, in 2019 to 2020 in blackface, you've got to go because you don't get it. With celebrity comes power. Beyonce and Jay-Z are another example. They have power to make cultural shifts and changes. They have the power to lobby our politicians. They were all up and through the Obama White House. They have influence and power. So we do still have to be careful about which celebrities or comedians that we, you know, give power to.
2: Yeah, I think sort of similar on the same way with what you were talking about. I do think that a lot of these celebrities, you know, have these huge fan bases and have the ability to honestly probably mobilize people better than or more immediately and more effectively than most politicians could.
0: Oh, for sure. Because it's not like a like a um what's her name? Cortez Alexandria. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's everything. <laughs> but not not most politicians have her charisma. Right. Mm-hmm. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't mobilize and energize people like she can. That's not a talent that everybody has. But if you are a celebrity, and look at how many celebrities in our, you know, culture have gone on to get into politics, or if not politics directly, um, found, you know, foundations and nonprofits that inform policy. So it all, it still matters.
1: But I think the difference is that, you know, Trump is... You know, even when Trump is most in- unpopular, unless he can literally be impeached, he can still make these policies that affect millions of people, right? True. Even if he doesn't, even if he's he does like commit a thousand faux pas or whatever, or you know, tweet offensive things. Like, there's a, it's, it takes a lot of effort to actually get him out of that position of influence. And same with like you know Justin Trudeau, right? And mm-hmm, he so he can mm-hmm. still basically you know. It's not, I think, as directly correlated with how popular he is as it is with a celebrity. Because when you're a celebrity, that's all you have. You know, you have the people who who fuck with you or whatever. And they don't like, you know, they they have a choice as to whether they can do that or not. Whereas the people who you're governing until the next election don't necessarily have a choice to opt in to your influence. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also think that's fair. Okay, so did you listen to Kanye West's newest album?
0: I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Kanye needs to go sit down.
2: Mm-hmm. Is he on your cancel list?
0: Kanye's fucking canceled for me. Mm. I don't want to hear another Kanye song. Sometimes it comes on my Alexa on accident. And it's like, And you
2: change skip. it? You change old Kanye? Skip. You change old Kanye? Yeah. Wow. Now if it's,
0: okay, if it's on the radio, I can't control that. So I feel like <laughs> I mean, Kylie Dropped was a good album, right? But it was one of the um, best albums of all time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I love, I love old Kanye, but old Kanye ain't old Kanye no more. Now he is a perverted version of it. Like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. And I just don't want to take any chances. He cannot have my streams and he cannot have my coins.
2: Mm. So I feel like Kanye for me falls into the like where Chick Fil A falls for you. Mm, mm, mm. Just so good, <laughs> just so so. so You think so New Kanye good. is still good? I don't think that his. I mean, Jesus is King wasn't like wasn't good, and the album before this one that came out last year, Yay, Ye, also wasn't that good. But yeah, basura. But for all of our music savvy listeners, this is a conversation for you. Um, <laughs> when he went on that run where he like produced a bunch of albums for. Like, he produced Pusha T's album. He produced uh, Tiana Taylor's album last year. He, pr- he produced... Um, and then him and, Kid, him and Kid Cudi had the Kid See C- ghost album. Mm-hmm. And all those three albums that I just named were amazing. Really, 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 really good. And... Um, but I think that this is... I guess where I'm trying to go with this conversation is... A lot of times, and especially we're seeing this with, with musicians... Um, we, like... Some a musician, a musician does something or we figure out that they might be questionable or problematic and then we have these songs that you know have been part of the culture for a long time or maybe you just like you've been rocking with for a long time um do you think it's so but it seems like you are on team like no I'm not fucking with like any Kanye like even if it's like, all foul, all falls down Kanye. If
0: we... I mean, I love the song, no longer love the artist. Right.
2: So can you separate music or can you separate artists from artistry?
0: What, what I think is important is to understand the impact of listening to the music. The best example I can offer of this is R. Kelly. Yeah. And if I continue to give him his streams, buy his concert tickets. I'm supporting his platform and his platform and the money that he gets from it is what he's using to wield over these women. Right. And I don't know what the fuck is going on in Chicago and Atlanta with him, Mm -hmm. but you know, what's, what's happening is he's using his money and the power that he gets from having money or used to have because now I think he's poor. I'm confused. Yeah, he's.
2: I think he's. Yeah, he's, he's poor, poor now, right? Yeah, yeah. he couldn't. So, he couldn't make bail.
0: And then there was like a daycare assistant or something that like bailed <laughs> him out the last time. I'm like, what is happening?
2: I so I think I agree, I agree with you in the especially in the R Kelly sense because like R Kelly. I mean R Kelly. Uh, I mean I guess I, sh- I should say allegedly, but like not really allegedly was. Um, for like upwards of like twenty years, using his stardom and celebrity to take advantage of underage women, and I think I haven't watched all of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary I did. yet. I
0: watched every excruciating minute. What stood out to me most was whether the women. A lot of the women were underage. Yes, the girls were underage. There were also a couple of adult women who were over 18 and 19. Um, But what stood out to me was the abuse. Yeah. And the, you know, I mean, peeing on people aside, (laughs) uh, um, (laughs) peeing on people aside, like, there was, like, this one instance where one of the women, like, took a tour through, the Atlanta house, which I guess he couldn't afford anymore. I, I, I'm so confused about <laughs> why he's poor. Like we set him up, okay? We set him up to be rich before we knew he was a child molester. So I think his,
2: he, I think he was rich for a long time, and I think that through see, all these
0: spending, spending all his money, I enslaving think that, these women.
2: I think a lot of, I think he spends money weirdly, and I think that a lot of these, he spent a lot of money on lawyers and court proceedings. Oh, for sure, and. I mean, he likes to fake like this isn't happening, but I'm sure that people are not, like, consuming his stuff like they used to.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, but um, the point that I was making was about the, the woman who was walking, taking a tour through the Atlanta house where she says he basically held her captive. There yeah. were rules in place. She could not text, eat, go to the bathroom, drink water without his permission. And there was also this room where he would, you know, kind of force the women to perform sexual acts on him and each other.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, on you know, low key, he was running like a slave cult, right? Like he, like he indoctrinated, yeah. like brain, like brainwashed
0: and my a group thing of women. Is, so this what you spending my money on?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what it was. But
0: and that's how I feel about Kanye as well, because it's like really but the, you but the thing my, is that like you're spending my hard on money on maga hats Kanye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that
2: that's like I feel like they're so different though right like I feel like we we go back to the R. Kelly thing commonly because it's so fresh in our minds and because they're both like legendary black entertainers that you know are have sort of like turned the light in our eyes but um like R. Kelly is not Kanye West, and Kanye West is not R. Kelly. No,
0: no, no, no. I don't don't think Kanye is a monster of a person. But if we go back to my initial definition of cancel culture, am I crowdfunding a platform that is working against my interest? Yes. And Kanye has taken the stance that he wants to be politically involved and be very vocal um, towards a president who has proven to be a homophobic, racist asshole. And I don't want my money supporting that.
2: Mm -hmm. So when he came out, when Connie came out and said like, yo, I'm not going to talk about politics anymore. Like for you, the damage was done.
0: You not talking about politics anymore is not, I learned my lesson I see yeah. where I was wrong. It's like, this, this is, where is where not serving me at. anymore. It's kind of like, don't agree with me. well, since y'all talk so much, it's kind of like <laughs> G- like Gina Rodriguez. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, Gina. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I need to show you the Gina video. I mean, it was so funny. I
0: was just coming off of my high from her show. And um, Gina
2: Rodriguez is, is the actress from uh, Jane the Virgin, and she is Mexican? what is she puerto I rican Mex- i think she's mexican i think she's mexican she's not black and she was listening to a classic song from, an, from a group called the fujis and <laughs> she was like on her insta live just like rapping the lyric or like rapping the lyrics and then she said she said nigga and <laughs> and, then and she was just like
0: why and then Gina, she you know why she
2: issued just the most app like she was like I'm sorry if you were offended (laughs) that I used the word. uh, I was singing along to my favorite song (laughs) that I grew up with, and then she issued like what seemed to be a more coherent apology, like via text. But the first one was hilarious,
0: salty as fuck. That is the word. It's like it's like if I get in a fight with my brother and my mom makes me go in and apologize, and I really don't want to, and I don't fucking mean it. But since my mom said I have to. I'm gonna go give this salty ass apology and that's right. all y'all motherfuckers is gonna get. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that was the tone of the apology.
2: So this is but <laughs> all that all that's <laughs> like that's really funny. This is my thing on artist. If Kanye was like died tomorrow, we would all start streaming his music again.
0: Me too. You Here's would why?
2: Because it's no longer supporting him.
0: Exactly, because now I'm no longer contributing to a platform that's going to work against right. my interest. So
2: you stream, I stream Michael Jackson's music without guilt because I yep, know that Michael sure Jackson do. is dead. I sure do. Right. I and listen to all his songs. Regardless of what I, you know, jury's out on what happened, it seemed like some problematic shit definitely happened in the house, but Michael Jackson's no longer alive. Yeah. But, yeah, I, like I said, for me, Kanye was is like so snugly in the Chick-fil-A category for you. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> But also, here's the thing. I don't know. I, I do want to shoot myself some bail here a little bit in that, like, I wouldn't buy a Kanye concert ticket. I wouldn't buy Kanye merch. I do think that... But you'd
0: still stream his music.
2: Yes. But okay. they're, like, they are different. And I do think that we should...
0: That's fair. I'm not going to cancel you because you...
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I just swing back and forth with this, like, artist and artistry thing. I feel like especially with when, like, how we cancel artists... It does seem like our black male entertainers that do some fuck shit are, are the ones that like, get all of the attention, whereas so many of the like, larger, like larger name, white male actors, for example, mm-hmm. like have domestic abuse charges. Robert Downey Jr.. I
1: have
0: Matt Damon.: A theory Liam Neeson. about that. Because black Twitter is by far the most influential swarm of humans on the internet. (laughs) That
2: is true. Okay.
0: (laughs) So am I checking for Robert Downey Jr.? I don't even, I can't even name one of his movies. I mean, I know he's famous, but.
2: All the Avengers movies.
0: uh, Yeah. I mean, but like I, so I think that who is in our sphere of reality is who's getting the attention. Yeah. And it seems louder because it's such a huge group. Like canceling
2: Robert Downey Jr. for you doesn't mean anything because you already don't, yeah but but
0: at the same time you know i remember like uh with the whole r kelly thing i was like taraji don't put yourself on this cancel list girl because she was googling uh what was she go- uh mute harvey weinstein i was like he's not a singer why would we be muting him but at the same time he's going through prosecution he's been put on the stand and is suffering legal ramifications for his behavior. Yeah. That's all we're looking for, for R. Kelly. For some reason, you know, he just kept ducking and dodging the court system. And yes, he was having to go to court and it was a slight inconvenience. And he was picking up 16-year-old girls outside the courthouse. So, you know, that was on the documentary. I did not make that up, you guys. That was not a joke. Damn. He actually did that. Um, He was, you know, on trial and during the trial literally picked up a 16-year-old girl um and raped her at his home wow so you know it's like why is he so slippery like go to jail already yeah well i mean so that's the
1: thing what i feel like is also that i is something that gives me pause about cancel culture is the notion that i i like on the one hand from a theoretical standpoint i really really like the idea that people collectively have the power to take down like these influential people because i all, all, you know like we all know that these influential people have too much power period but at the same time if you're talking about like the court of public opinion versus actual legal courts like we yeah. already know that actual juries that you know that have all the evidence in front of them can screw up wildly I think that people just on the internet obviously have a much lower standard for (laughs) how they're judging people, right? And so it feels like, you know, like cancel culture is kind of swinging a machete around wildly at people without necessarily... You're never going to have all the evidence around like someone's tweet or some video that you saw, right? right? And so it feels like really harsh to be able to wield that kind of power with so little standards for the evidence
0: i i think that's a good a good example of that i think is um what's the white lady cop and she murdered the black man in his apartment her
2: name is amber geiger
0: thank you and what was his name because say his name that's important uh
2: his name was botham jean or thank i think you. botham john i think it's john botham john yeah
0: people called the judge a coon and said she was shugging and jiving and the whole courtroom was shugging and jiving and the why was the bailiff you know fixing her hair and come to find out the lady had asked for the judge to pray for her (laughs) and give her a hug and the bailiff was actually doing like a regular pat down and trying to pat her hair down as a regular procedure (laughs) and so the internet got together and canceled these two women off of a perception that was incorrect. Um, you know, pictures that were taken out of context. And that's exactly where I think it goes too far, is not having all of the facts, not having proper context, and still, you know, just diving off the deep end and, you know, trying to ruin people.
2: What went, the clips that went viral were um, the judge from Amber Geiger's case after she was sentenced, came up and gave her a hug. And they were, like, out of context. Like, most of the things we consume on the internet were. Mm -hmm. But even with the context, like, don't you think it's a little inappropriate for a judge to, like, hug a defendant or, like, hug someone that was...
0: I think
2: think a judge
0: issuing a sentence and then showing another human compassion is very, very different from just, in general, babying the woman. Fair enough. Now, would I have hugged her? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, if she was just being kind to a person, I'm never going to tell someone I want you to be meaner to another human. Yeah,
2: via. I guess and I guess that's a good point. I guess I shouldn't be perturbed at like her deciding to show compassion to Amber.
0: And also when we talk about canceling her, her extending Amber um kindness, how will that impact my life? None. And how is that working against my best interest? Yeah. At the end of the day. That woman killed a man and she's going to jail, yeah. which is a step in the right direction. So I really think we have to do a little bit better about keeping those types of things in perspective before we start calling her a coon and saying she's shucking and jabbing.
2: Yeah, I think that what is about what you're talking about, I think it's also sort of my biggest critique on cancel culture, but I think it's my biggest critique on like most things that that have to do with like internet sensationalizing, you know, like we live yeah. in this internet age and I think that... Especially on this show, it's come up a lot that like people should just like try and be informed before you make a decision, and yeah. I think that in- that includes. And even
0: if you can't take the time to get informed, minding your business is fucking yeah. free. Or
2: just withholding your public opinion. Exactly. Just, like, just don't just, hold just off don't until you don't, have don't let the, fact. the tweet fly yet. Don't tweet it yet. Just wait a little
0: bit. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what really made my ass itch today. Was. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the whole shooting at the Popeye, I mean, the stabbing at the Popeyes.
2: Yeah. In Maryland, right?
0: In Maryland. <laughs> uh, or Merlin, as, as Merlin. Merlin folks would say. And the headlines made that situation sound as foolish and ridiculous as they possibly could. Two black men got in a fight over a chicken sandwich in Popeye's.
2: What actually happened?
0: somebody cut in front of the other person in line does that make it any better (laughs) absolutely not but we all have seen somebody in the club getting a fight because somebody cut them in line stepped on their shoes bumped into them it's not the same as like it's not like there were two men and one chicken sandwich (laughs) and one person like one person wasn't holding a chicken sandwich sandwich." and the other one was like bitch no that's my chicken sandwich like (laughs) now we're going to get into the fisticuffs, like it was not that, so right. you know that's again that is the <laughs> the headlines and not taking the time to read the article. Led into a shitstorm on the internet. The shade room was in a frenzy today. <laughs> and, you know, Ja Rule is popping off and, you know, calling ja Rule. People. I mean, of all people, I mean, <laughs> he needs to sit his fraudulent ass down.
2: Ja Rule needs to clear up his Fire Festival <laughs> See? stuff before he, he can start he talking needs about to be things.
0: Because he uses his <laughs> platform for fraud. What would okay? I do without my baby? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, it's like, yeah, so now we have people like Ja Rule, you know, lecturing the blacks about proper decorum. And I'm just like, y'all didn't even read the, art- y'all didn't open the article. Yeah. Like, no one asked you, Ja Rule. Mm-mm. I want to go back to the thing that you said
1: about, like, don't, um, like, cancel people just for being, you know, kind or compassionate. Because I think the the most recent incident of that that I remember is the whole thing where Ellen sat next to George Bush at like a baseball game or something and then everyone was trying to cancel Ellen because she, you know, like... Because she sat next to a Republican? Yeah, and was like, I, ha- you know, seemed like she was having fun
0: or whatever. Michelle right? Obama eats his Altoids, okay? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I again, I... <laughs> George Bush may not have been my favorite president, but I don't think he was a monster of a person. I don't think that he made policies intentionally rooted in bigotry and sexism and horribleness. The situation we're dealing with now is a little bit different. So why are we canceling Ellen for just sitting next to him? It's not like she was like, you know, letting him whisper sweet nothings about no child left behind. And <laughs> now she was going to start promoting that on her show. Like, and now she starts talking about that on her show, then we'll have another situation. But yeah, I,
1: I, Leave, leave ellen alone well my question is like does it have more to do with the fact that bush you don't think is that bad like if she had been sitting next to trump would you have a different opinion or is it just that I mean, she's like being nice to someone that we don't agree next with? next
0: to him is is one thing mm-hmm. but once you like start trying to like partner with him and make us think that what he's doing is rational, that's when it's like, all right, that, that's enough of that. Um, Ellen, you get back to me when you're off this wave. But I think it goes back to this, like I
1: think it perpetuates this notion that you can't be friends with people who disagree with you.
0: I think you can be friends with people who disagree with you. Yeah. But when it comes to like partnerships, policy development, knowing that some of his principles and ideas are going to be baked into whatever you produce... That's, that's, that's a line for me. I don't, I can't, I can't support it.
1: Cause like, you know, she'd been sitting next to Trump and it turns out they were friends, but she's not like suddenly espousing Republican views. Exactly. That's, that's the thing that you would have an issue with basically.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Now she came out of that and she was like, listen guys, I know that Trump grabs vaginas, but he's not that bad. Then I think would we have should start to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, Ellen, I can't watch a show anymore because you're going to be using the money from the <laughs> commercial breaks, you know, those Shutterfly $25,000 checks to to support this, and I, I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we should play your game. Okay, so we're going to play a game right now. It's called Cancel or Don't Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to list a person, and you're going to tell me or we can all discuss whether or not we should cancel the person. Okay. All right. First up, she's not really a celebrity, but she's like internet famous. Um, her name is Dana Chanel. She's a Christian entrepreneur, multimillionaire. She and her husband have a huge platform. Have started multiple successful businesses. They're all over the internet, and um, she says that uh, black people should start owning prisons, private prisons. Um, and that's the only way to protect black inmates. Cancel or don't cancel.
2: <laughs> what? A, <laughs> what a nuanced opinion. <laughs> that's insane. Wow. I, I think she's almost there. I'm gonna go knock. I'm gonna go don't cancel because I do think that it's the idea is novel and blind to a couple of important facts like. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck are black people going to start owning prisons? Yeah. Or, and, or, like, why would I, I wouldn't want Jay-Z to buy a prison. Like, yeah. of all the things that Jay-Z could buy, I wouldn't want him to buy a prison. Yeah. But I think that the idea shows room for for growth. I think that she's, like, she, her heart's in the right place. How do you feel?
0: She's a multimillionaire with lots of powerful connections. So if she wanted to go buy a prison, she could go buy a prison.
2: And honestly, I mean, like, I would rather her buy the prison than a, A shitty like corporation.
0: What I think is that she should take the time to educate herself. For sure. And let's talk about how we stop incarcerating black men at rates that we are not incarcerating other races of people. Agreed she yeah. just goes back she's, you, uh, yeah, close but no
2: cigar i'm not i wouldn't go cancel cuz i think that it seems like she's on the uh, on the route
0: she's on the cusp of cancellation i think i think but not, I, she has time to course correct
2: i think that she's at a very yeah i think she's at a very pivotal point in her career where <laughs> where <laughs> her next moves decide whether or not she gets she gets canceled yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> stacy dash cancel <laughs> <laughs>
2: but also what does canceling station as mean like i didn't i don't consume this stacy dash media
0: stacy dash first of all she got on there as a pundit she does uh she got fired which which made it extra ridiculous because it's like you sold out and they fired you anyway stacy but we can start with her saying that platforms like bet are unnecessary and they're ridiculous. Despite the fact that her start of her career <laughs> and pretty much the entirety of it, except Clueless, was BET was on, movies and Kanye West videos. Yeah. Stacey Canceling Dash is trash. She's <laughs> big trash.
2: Canceling Stacey Dash doesn't really mean anything because like she doesn't put out anything. But
0: <laughs> her, her platform but, is flat now. But,
2: but, but yeah, I am not fucking with Stacey Dash.
0: All right. I think this is a controversial one. Barack Obama.
2: For drone strikes? Or for deportation.
0: Jesus Christ. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> for telling prominent civil rights leaders to take off their house slippers and put on their marching shoes.
2: That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not cancel. Can the, You can never cancel O.B.Z.
0: Who else we got? Nicki Minaj for marrying a child rapist.
2: I, I've heard of... I've, I have caught wind of this. I don't know... Like is he convicted?
0: Uh, he just got out of jail.
2: Oh, bet. um, I think that although this is a fun a, like a funny game, I think this does connect back to like what Isabel was saying about like you know reform and like rehabilitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I do think that people that commit horrific crimes should be able to have a second chance and be reassimilated into society, so hopefully they don't have to commit those crimes anymore. And maybe Nikki's like really counseling him on, on his, on his, you know, on his sickness. So I'm going to go not cancel. What okay. do you say?
0: I don't say. <laughs> I have no idea what to think of that. I, I just. That's,
2: that's assuming best intentions on, on Nikki Minaj's part though.
0: That's assuming a lot. Yeah. I, and she's also been, you know, pushing the whole, like, I'm trying to get pregnant thing. And I just don't know if I have it in me to have a baby with a child rapist. Like that's real. So, I think yeah. that's really real. I mean I don't know if she should be canceled for that. If anything, she should just be canceled for being annoying. Yeah, I mean she's then, the worst. <laughs> like, yeah, and then doing that whole cream radio, which is a glorified podcast, and building this platform to be more annoying. Like I, I I'm over her.
2: This is my are you ready for my hot take? This yeah. might not be that hot of a take. When she was like really, really like tweeting on her rant stuff about like the album that came out, I was like, damn, on the lowest key Nicki Minaj tweets like if Donald Trump was a black woman.
0: For sure.
2: Like she tweets just like Donald Trump.
0: For sure. It's like stream of consciousness 18 different tweets around the same Yeah ran, random like, like,
2: like capitalized words like sad and yeah, like yeah. Um, that was a fun game. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much, Carlin, for joining us today. Um, you were a very, I think you walked the line of like educated, but also uh, really funny, which I appreciate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it came across that way because my mom is probably embarrassed right now. Good. <laughs> uh,
2: it's not a good podcast if you don't embarrass some like person that's close to you. Fair enough. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Maybe your podcast?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can uh, keep up with uh, with the Femtourage brand at The Femtourage on everything uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, but also, if you're interested in um, joining the Femtourage community, if you consider yourself a bad bitch on the road less traveled, um, you can find us at TheFemtourage.mn.co.
2: Yep. And we will put all of those links in the show notes on this Fantastic. episode um, if you want to go find The Femtourage or Carlin. Otherwise, if as long as you're out following stuff and rating stuff, head over to I'm the villain pod on Instagram and give us a follow and a like on some of our posts. Uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling like it. Um, if, if this episode was fun, funny, or you have any opinions on anything that we just said, shoot us a email at I'm the pod at gmail.com. Otherwise, thanks for listening.